We have been given a gift of sorts, the gift of time to discern our path forward. There are three questions that may help to make the most of this time. Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on April 12th for the Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord, 8.30 a.m. Mass in Ascension Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. In life, when encountering difficulty and distress, uh, it is helpful to read sacred scripture. It's always helpful to read sacred scripture, uh, but it is certainly uh, helpful uh, and reassuring often uh, during difficult times uh, to, to dive deeply into the Word of God and to look uh, for, not, not to look for validation. Of, of what is happening in your life. I, I, I think that's the trouble we might get into. Uh, we, we look for Scripture to validate us instead of looking for guidance, which is what I think we are called to do, to look for, for guidance in and through the Word of God. And in our present situation, uh, there is much confusion, much uncertainty. We are um, isolated. We are uh, kept and as a singular place often uh, for, for days, if not uh, more at a time. Uh, and there's an unknown outcome. How will all of this end? And if we look at sacred scripture, particularly at this turn from Lent into Easter, we can see that our current uh, predicament, the, the pandemic that is affecting all of us in so many different ways, is not just of a Lenten nature. I think it's easier, at least for me, uh, to see how it's the, the reality we find ourselves fits into a Lenten way of thinking. And there's, uh, there's many reasons for that, that the lack of... of uh, of doing things that you would otherwise enjoy doing is kind of sacrificial and very much fits into a Lenten way of thinking. But then how do we take our current situation that is continuing and move that into an Easter mentality? That is a crucial shift that I think God is calling us to because I don't think that God is allowing this to happen without calling us to something from it. So how then is it that we uh, take this reality and see within sacred scripture guidance for our days to come? There is certainly much uncertainty for those disciples, Mary Magdalene and uh, all of those disciples uh, who have followed Jesus for years now, they are uncertain and afraid. There is danger lurking seemingly anywhere. Those people who had just a week ago cheered Jesus were the ones who just three days ago were shouting for his execution. How is it that we know the friend from the foe? How is it that we know uh, who to trust. There is much uncertainty in the lives of the disciples, and there's uncertainty in our lives as well. 
And then there's the reality that they are confined. Uh, we will, in the weeks to come, see much taking place in the upper room. The place where the Last Supper was held is also the place where the Easter season concludes with the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And much happens in that upper room, and they are confined together in a singular place for much of that time, together with their small band of, of followers, of friends and family, in that upper room together. And then there's the question of, what does it all mean? What are we supposed to do? There's these uh, rumors that the tomb is empty, that we don't know where our Lord is. He's dead, but is he alive? What is going on? What are we to make of all of this? I think given those three realities, the uncertainty, the relative confinement, and then the knowledge that God is doing something, we just don't quite understand what is there. We are continuing to live the uh, mystery of Christ's death and resurrection, not only in Lent, but throughout Easter as well. I want to speak for a moment particularly to the young people who I hope are, are watching uh, in your homes with your families, uh, that this is a particularly uh, difficult time for all of us, no doubt. I don't want anyone to hear that I'm excluding you, but I want to, to particularly speak to the young people that uh, there is a great opportunity here. We, uh, as, as young people, have an opportunity to see that we have put our faith in many things. Put our faith, perhaps, in the government, in science, in medicine. And these things have relatively failed in the last several weeks. Not totally, but is it that where we are really called to place our trust? There is much uncertainty, particularly in the lives of young people in the midst of your studies, those preparing to graduate high school or those preparing to graduate college. What are you to do? What is the world going to look like in just a couple of short months, given the reality that the world looks so different than just a few short weeks ago? There is a, uh, an opening here an opportunity to ask yourselves, what is it that you are going to place your trust in? What path are you going to take in your lives? I am certain that God is working in the hearts and minds, especially of the young people at this time. There will be, I hope, a great abundance of holy vocations that come out of this time of, of reflection, of of relative isolation, of, of time spent with your loved ones. To, to consider whether or not God might be calling you to a special vocation. Even if God is not calling you uh, to a religious life or to the priesthood, to still consider how your understanding of your role in the world is impacted by this experience that we are all having. 
what is it that you were called to do? What kind of life, what kind of family are you called to have in this world that we are trying to figure out how to move forward in? For all of us, there are three questions that will be asked of us today. Six questions in total. Three of them are uh, about avoiding uh, sin and avoiding evil. But three, the three positive questions, boil down to three simple realities. Simple, relatively. The first is, do you believe in God? Is there a being that has love and power in this world? An, an ultimate authority? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe what he said about himself to be true? Did he die and rise again? Was he simply just a madman? Or was he real? And three, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is active and loving and powerful in your life today? These three questions can, and I hope will, guide each and every one of us, especially the young amongst us, in discerning how it is that we will move forward as individuals and as a culture, as a society. How is it that we will bring newness? How is it that we will allow newness into our lives through this difficult time? There is a future waiting for us. There is a way forward. And like those disciples on the morning of the resurrection, we don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know for sure how God is moving in our lives, but I know for certain that God is working through this. There is much pain, much uncertainty, stress, anxiety, and hope. Don't forget the hope. There's hope for a new world, a better world, a world where each of us can love one another more fully and to use things a little less, to look for our uh, end in loving God and loving our neighbor. Let us open our hearts together as a community to the amazing things, the amazing possibilities that God may be working in our lives, especially in those areas where we least expect it. I hope you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.